0: Welcome to Wyoming Valley Church's podcast with Pastor Todd Walker. Well, good day, everybody. We're going to continue our series of podcasts called Fresh Disciplines and New Beginnings. And today I want to continue a talk we started on Sunday about patience from James Chapter five. And I want to call this podcast today, Trusting the Process with Patience. Trusting the process with patience is our topic today. I was thinking a lot about patience. I told my church people as I spoke on patience this past Sunday that uh, I'm pretty bad at patience. I'm a pretty impatient individual. And so this lesson really rocked me. It was really a lesson God, I think, crafted for me primarily and something I really gained a lot from. So I've been thinking a lot about patience this week and. And today I want to talk about what I believe are are reasons that, again, most people don't stay patient in the Christian life. And I want to look at one key solution to defeating all of these really difficult things, really big obstacles in the Christian life. So I'm going to give you the five obstacles that I believe are five of the big ones. They're not all of them, of course, but five of the big ones reasons people don't stay with Christ. People don't finish the path that Jesus placed them on and uh, number one is, is really simple, is we get disillusioned in the Christian life. Um, for whatever reason, maybe it's bad teaching or a bad understanding on our part, when we believe we've come to Christ, things are going to get better for us, right? I, I see that a lot uh, in my 12, 13 years of ministry, is that when people come to Christ, they believe their life is going to get better, better on the earth. Uh, things will get easier, things will get richer, things will be full of more friends. Uh, God will be blessing them and I think a lot of people get disillusioned by the hardness in the Christian life That when you begin following Jesus Christ in, in many respects, your life gets more difficult I don't think a lot of people are ready for that And again, some of that is bad training and bad doctrine that people are telling them saying listen Once you trust in Jesus Christ, all your problems go away And for those of us who have been in the Christian life for some time, that's just not a reality now, there do, we do get many blessings in the Christian life, and that's that's clear from Scripture and even, you know, my personal testimony is I my life has gotten better in so many respects. But at least in the surface areas, the things that matter to most people in the world, most Americans, life actually gets more difficult. And I think that's why a lot of people get disillusioned. So... They started following Christ and things don't improve the way they think they should at the rate they think it should. And so they go, well, this isn't what I signed up for and I'm not going to continue this anymore. And so they quit. So that's number one is people get disillusioned by the Christian life. And so we're going to look at five obstacles today. And that's number one. Number two is we cannot see the end. Now, I don't know if you guys are runners, but I'm going to guess most runners uh, at least know where their destination is i'm some friends with i'm friends with some cross-country runners at a campus that i serve and some of those people uh running tracks you know i guess they are courses more than tracks but courses where they don't know where the the end is it's not a course they're familiar with it's at a different school a different campus but it's got to be difficult to run in a race and not know where the end is well in the christian race that's that's a reality we don't know where our end is we don't know where the end of our journey is and so it's very difficult to run a path that you can't see the tape you can't see the finish line and and so you have to keep running going man is it today is it tomorrow is it is it five years from now do i have to run another 50 years just tell me where the end is so i can pace myself and go go the proper um speed and the proper distance and the lord doesn't give us that he just says no i'm not going to tell you that just keep running i will let you know when your race finishes i will show you where the end is but you just need to run by faith And that's another reason i think people don't continue with christian life is they they don't know how long they're supposed to run or how fast they're supposed to go and we want to know those things we want to be able to to to, uh measure if you will our race and say okay this is how long this is how far this is how fast and i'm doing good or i'm not doing so good and and god just keeps saying to us run run keep moving keep going and that's that's very difficult Uh, number three is we can't see the lord we have an unseen Lord, a Lord that I've never laid eyes upon, is the one who's instructing me in this path, and that's very difficult to not be able to see my Lord, the one who's instructing me, and just trust that what he's telling me to do is right, even though I've never seen him, I've never seen my destination, and I can imagine that's that's difficult for, for even the, the new Christian to get on this path and go, well, where is he? I can't see him. I want to see him i want to know he's there and and we will go over that that he is there and we can see his presence but it's very difficult not to see someone tangibly and just trust that the one who you're being instructed by is real and he loves you and he's with you even though you can't lay eyes upon him and i i know that's one big reason people don't stay with him is because everything around them is is tangible except for the lord they can't see the Lord. They can't lay eyes upon the Lord. They can't physically touch the Lord. And how am I supposed to trust something I can't tangibly see and touch? So that's reason number 3. Reason number 4 is as we look around us and we see the world, those around us in the world flourishing or seemingly flourishing. They seem to be doing quite well. You know, they can chase their dreams, they can have satisfaction, they can have a lot of friends. They can do whatever they want. They're they're freed up to live any way they choose, and and it looks quite liberating, and it looks like they're flourishing. Meanwhile, we're in the Christian race, and it's 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 hard, and it's difficult, and it's painful, and it's full of thorns and thistles, and and that's a difficult contrast for us. Is to be able to look at our peers next to us in the world and watch them doing or seemingly doing so much better than we are, and. I don't don't want to be able to look at those peers next to me and, and see them flourishing and me struggling. And at least that's the appearance in the Christian faith, even though it's not the reality, is that the world is flourishing. They're getting away with their sins. They're doing quite well. It doesn't seem like God's angry at them because they're being blessed. And over here, it seems like God maybe isn't happy with us because we're not being blessed. And that's a difficult contrast and another reason people give up. Number five that I thought of is that the pain... The difficulty and the loneliness in the Christian life are real. They're real. The pain you feel is real. The loneliness you feel is real. The difficulty is real. It's not made up. It's not a facade. It's it's actual. You're actually feeling pain. You're actually feeling loneliness. And that's a very difficult thing. So you can't tangibly touch and see the Lord, but you can tangibly feel the pain. And that's difficult. And so people give up. Because of that, going, man, I don't, I don't know if I signed up for this. I don't like the pain and the difficulty and the loneliness I'm feeling. And I don't like the fact that I can't see the Lord. And I don't like the fact that the world seems to be flourishing while I'm struggling. And I don't like that I can't see the end of this race. And I don't like it that when I signed up to follow Jesus Christ, my life is seemingly getting worse and harder. So those are five big reasons. Five big reasons that people lose patience in the Christian life and don't trust the process well I want to give us one big solution before we close today of how we can trust the process and how we can stay patient and it's really a profound one and it's one answer with five sort of sub answers but it's really one answer and the answer I want to give you today is that we can see the unseen God you and I can see the unseen God now I'm not talking about with my eyes not him I cannot see him with my eyes, and I cannot touch him with my hands. That is true. But to say I can't see God is ridiculous. I see him all all over my life. And I'm going to give you five sub-answers today about how we can see the unseen Lord so that we can trust the process, so we can stay patient in the Christian life. And number one reason we can see the unseen God is because he uses difficulty to shape us. Those difficult things, those trials, if you will, that, that come in the Christian life, it's kind of like a blacksmith who puts the, the piece of iron in the fire. And the iron is not going to be shaped and molded unless it's heated. A great, you know, great amount of, of heat is going to touch that metal and iron. And, and our lives are very much that way. Now, the difficulty is real and we do feel the pain, but we also are able to see God shaping us Through that difficulty. And how many people can attest to that in the Christian life to say, man, it was hard, but God shaped me through that difficulty. And I can see Him shaping me. I can see the difference. I can see where I was. I can see what I've become. And I can see that the difficulty was used to make me someone I wasn't. So I can see the unseen God by the progress that I'm making in the Christian journey. Even though sometimes we probably wish the progress was faster and better. We can see that God is taking difficulty, pain, and hard things and making us someone that we otherwise wouldn't be. So therefore, we can see the unseen God in that way. So that's number one. Number two is God gives us samples of heaven. He does. He gives us samples of heaven. They're not everywhere and they're not all the time. But along the journey, he gives us little packages, if you will, of of samples of, of what heaven's going to be like sweet times of fellowship with our Christian brothers and sisters. I mean, really sweet times, sweet times that you look back and go, man, what a treasure that was that I spent some time in prayer and conversation with someone who really encouraged me. Um, So fellowship is one of those things, really rich and deep times in the word of God and times that we're singing to the Lord praises and we're just so full of awe and, and, and love for him in those times of worship. And He gives us little sweet care packages if you will along the journey of of samples of what heaven is going to be like and and basically what he's doing is he's saying to us it's real it's real what you're seeing and what you're sensing and what you're feeling during those times is what you're going to experience on a much grander scale at all times in every way in heaven and i want you to sample it i want you to know that it's coming so i'm going to give you a little care package today so you understand that this is real and therefore Reason number two, we can see the unseen God. Number three reason is we can sense his presence. Or we, you can even say we can see his presence. I can see the Lord over the past few weeks and few months of my life there with me during difficult times. Maybe the season of 2020 and 2021 during a pandemic, you saw God bring you through something and you saw God when he was there and you saw God carry you and shape you during a season of your life that you otherwise wouldn't have made it through. And you can look back and say, man, if he wasn't there then, I wouldn't be here now. I have countless of those times that if I had the time to, I could list for you and say, if God wasn't there, if the Lord wasn't there during that time, I wouldn't be here today. And so I could see his presence in those times and I can even mark them and say, there he was. He was here then, he was here then. And I saw him and I sensed him. And so therefore I can see the unseen god and that's reason number 3 reason number 4 is if we're honest enough and we're logical enough we can actually see the emptiness in the world's treasures and joys that they're experiencing right now see the world they are getting some happiness and they are getting some pleasures and treasures but they're fleeting things they're they're shallow and empty things and the world gets this feeling if you will it's kind of like a drug you have to keep putting the shot in your arm to keep getting the same feeling because once you get the feeling it wears off very quickly and so the shot in the arm isn't enough for tomorrow it's only enough for right now and so they have to keep getting that shot over and over and over and we know that and we've even experienced some of those things we've gotten some of the pleasures and the treasures that they've had and they didn't satisfy us so we know it by experiencing we know it by the testimony of those around us who aren't christians that they're not truly satisfied they're not truly happy it's just a facade it's just something they have to keep getting if you will a fix from and it's shallow it's it's not meaningful it's not satisfying them and if we had that it wouldn't be enough for us either and and many of us have been there and we know and we get a test to say it wasn't enough it didn't satisfy me and that's reason number four is we could see the unseen god is because the world doesn't have what we have we have something way more profound and significant and we know it And it's real and it's been proven. And reason number five is this. Reason number five, we can see the unseen God, is because the pain, the difficulty, and the hardship and the loneliness in this life is actually proof of the realness of our Lord. The fact that there's opposition, the fact that there's oppression, the fact that there's a struggle to go in a good direction a loving direction, a wholesome direction is actually proof that it's real. Why would there be such opposition to something so good unless there was evil and that evil was opposing what is good? And I'll give you an example. When I was growing up, I was, if you will, a man pleaser. I I, I liked to make people happy. And so I made a lot of friends. I, I had a good sense of humor. I was I was a good, pleasant person to be around. And I didn't make hardly any enemies my entire life. I made people happy. I made people feel good. People wanted to be around me. But I was wasting my life for the Lord and at age 26 that was made apparent to me. And so I, I gave myself to the Lord and gave my life to his service. And it's, it's like as soon as I did that, I started making enemies. I mean, seriously, I didn't change my tone or my personality. I just changed my path. Or God changed my path, and I started following the Lord. And and suddenly there was opposition. Suddenly people didn't like what I was talking about, and didn't like what I was doing. And and suddenly I found myself even a threat to the devil, and found him coming after me with all kinds of schemes and traps. And and again, that was that was a little alarming to go, man. Why is my life so difficult all of a sudden? But it was also proof that this is real. This is real. The Lord is real. His word is real. His promises are real. And that what I'm doing today is a threat to the kingdom of evil. And he doesn't like what I'm doing, so he has to stand in the way of it. And the fact that there's difficulty and loneliness and traps and snares laid out for us is actually proof that this is real and authentic. So there are five little sub-answers to this one big answer, that we can see the unseen God. If we're paying attention. And I don't know what you're dealing with right now, but I know to some degree it's testing your patience. And I believe we all need to understand that the Lord is real. The Lord loves us, not just doctrinally, but experientially. And I believe we can know that if we're simply paying attention and we're simply marking these things down, maybe even journaling them and reminding ourselves that this is real, that he loves us, and that we can trust this process. We can be patient And we can know for certain that this is going to pay off one day. When we see our Lord, when we finish our race, when we enter the kingdom of God, and we can look back and say every single step in this direction was worth it. No matter the difficulty, no matter the opposition, no matter the loneliness and the pain, it was all worth it. And I just want that to encourage you today that you can stay your course and stand your ground by seeing the unseen Lord, take a real long look at your life before you have him and now that you do have him and see the difference, see the contrast. And if you don't know what we're talking about today and you don't know and can't see the unseen Lord, then it's most likely that you don't have him. You haven't really turned to him. You haven't really trusted in him. And perhaps that's what you need to do today. Anyways, I hope that encourages you. See the unseen God today. Stay your ground. Trust the process. And may you be blessed in doing so. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to the Wyoming Valley Church Podcast. Join us for worship Sunday mornings beginning at 1030. We're located in the Dolphin Plaza on Highway 315 in Wilkes-Barre. Learn more about us at wyomingvalleychurch.org. Wyoming Valley Church, a place where all are welcome.